On uh, Friday we talked about the necessity of preaching and what preaching really is and how it affects the life. And today I want to talk about something that is probably controversial uh, in a lot of minds and that is the sovereignty of God. Uh, as I said, there, there are fundamentals in our faith the fatherhood of God and um, I mentioned it on Friday much of what's taught and much of what goes on in the context of prayer and in the context of uh, of church life is false uh, people intercede and pray a lot and it's a totally false religious thing and people get caught up in lies and deceptions and uh, in this day and age it's not they don't want you to say anymore that something's wrong you're meant to say you know well there's many ways to God well there isn't there's only one way Jesus Christ says I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh to the Father but by me there's only one way into God through Jesus Christ that's it and anyone that believes there's another way is in deception they live a lie, they believe a lie. And there's only one hope. It's in Jesus Christ. There's only one divine physician, his name is Jesus. There's only one who forgives sin, his name is Jesus. There's only one who redeemed mankind, his name is Jesus. There's only one who came to earth, born of the Virgin Mary, who was both God and man, his name is Jesus. There's only one who's risen from the dead. He's alive and ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, his name is Jesus. There's only one who became sin who knew no sin, his name, Jesus. There's only one who went around healing the sick, raising the dead. His name, Jesus. There's only one who identified God as his Father. His name, Jesus. Only one. There's only one who said he was the truth. His name, his name? Jesus. Buddha, when he was at the end of his days, when he was dying, said he yet sought the truth. There's only one true God, the Father of Jesus Christ. And my Jesus sits at his right hand. And he said, I'm truth. I'm the way. I'm the life. And he made it quite plain, no man can come to the Father but by me. There's no way into God but by Jesus Christ. That's it. Am I saying that all other religions are wrong? Yes, I am. Am I saying that they're totally deluded? Yes, I am. I'm not a multiculturalist, nor a multi-religionist. I don't believe in any other religion. Why? 
because my Jesus, who happened to be both God and man, made it quite plain what the truth was. And if you continue in his word and walk in the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall... It's amazing, if you get a wrong idea in your mind, how it can destroy your life. It's easy for someone to come and sow the wrong seed in your mind. There's people doing it all the time. They go around and they want to sow a lie in your life. And usually it's quite plausible. That's why it's a lie. And sometimes it contains elements of truth, but it's a lie. And they come along and they capture you with their lies. We have a God who's good. He's a sovereign God. He rules over everything. One of the things when you start considering God, you've got to consider his nature, who he is. And the scriptures describe God by means of self-revealed attributes and qualities. God tells you what he's like through the word. And it's so important to understand that your whole view of God has got to come into line with what God says about himself. Not with what you think. Your thoughts and your ideas you get from your culture, you get from what people say, but God is God. And you'll find of his natural attributes, uh, if you look in scripture, in John you'll find he's spoken of God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God is changeless you'll find there's no shadow of turning in my God. He's changeless. Once he sets himself to do something, he does it. He's a changeless God. There's a lot of people that feel somehow the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament is different. No, he's exactly the same God. The Jesus of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. The fact that he brought in a better covenant on better promises and he came and he took your sin and my sin into his own body. That was from all eternity planned by God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They planned your redemption and my redemption before the world was. We were in him before the world was. And the whole thing God ordained. And what you have to understand is God hasn't changed. It's just in the way that man approaches him, that changed. It's in the way that redemption was understood, that changed. But nothing's changed in God. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. I find a lot of people like to believe that somehow God, uh, and especially the people that taught on, on spiritual warfare, teach that God's fighting the devil. He's not. The devil was always subservient to God's will, never ever was above God's will, and has always been a servant of God. You'll find throughout Scripture, he could only do what he was permitted to do, and he asked permission to do it. Don't ever get the idea that somehow there are evils that are fighting God. That's not true. God has always been in control and is in control. He's all-knowing. You'll find that our God knows everything. There's a time when people think that somehow God doesn't see, doesn't know. He sees everything. He knows everything. 
is omnipresent. That means there's never a place where you can go. David the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. God is everywhere. There's no way of escaping him. Don't think that somehow you can come into church on a Sunday and walk out the door and for the rest of the week God doesn't know what you're doing or where you are. Although some of you live as though he doesn't. He listens to every conversation. He knows every thought of your heart before you express it. He says, you know, before you pray, he sent the answer. How did he know what you were going to pray? He was there. He knows what you're thinking. My God is almighty. I, I hope you understand that God's like that. How can a God who doesn't know everything answer prayer before you've asked? What a God we have. He's not a God who's lost control of anything. He's never lost control of your life. You might have lost control of your life. You might be running out of control. God isn't. You might think that there's no hope, no way back. You might think that you've lost. No, God is in control. That's the wonderful thing about our God. When you understand his attributes, you don't get yourself caught up in all the unbelief and fear and anxiety that the world suffers. He's eternal. He was and is and always shall be. Uh, there was never, you know, the, the idea that somehow someone created God is absurd. His moral attributes include holiness, righteousness, love, wisdom, and truth. My God is just, he's a God of truth. You know, the thing that really is amazing is when God wants to deceive prophets, he just sends them a lying spirit. One that they got deceived because the lying spirit somehow subverted. No, God takes the trouble. When he wants to deceive someone, he'll send them a lying spirit. Send a whole nation prophesying the wrong thing. Just send a lying spirit to them. See, God is even in control of lies. He's a wonderful God. Don't ever think that God isn't in control. He is. Now, people are out of control. God isn't out of control. I find people, and there are always people around who are, you know, um, there's different nationalities, have their different skills. I've noticed it. It's only because of their culture or lack of it. You look at France and the French. Since Louis XIV's time, there's never been a true revival in that nation. Why? Because they destroyed the pre Protestant witness from out of the land with Philip of Spain. There was a beautiful revival in the massive Centrale. Gifts of the Spirit were in operation, a Pentecostal outpouring, miracles and healings. And what happened? They so persecuted them, they drove them out. And thank God they did. That's how we got an industrial revolution in Britain. 
we accepted them. That's how you got the, the Huguenots. And that's how you got people going off and, and really rescuing parts of the world and bringing the gospel to parts of the world, to South Africa, to all over the place. Why? Because of Louis XIV and Philip of Spain. Catholics wanted to destroy the Protestant witness forever. Hated it. Hated miracles. Said we will kill everyone. And so they fled at night. Risked their lives. Escaped. And that's how you got a Zinzendorf. Having Moravians. All came out of that. When you look at the history of the world, God had his witness. And you see what's happened to the land when they reject truth and believe a lie. Nation goes dead. Same in Spain. Portugal brings death. Truth brings life. For the truth is in the person of Christ. But God never lost control. He's always throughout the history of the church he's had his people who are witnesses in Armenia at the turn of the last century it was um, in 19 oh, no it was in um, it was the turn of the century before the last century now um, there was an Armenian village and a little boy had a vision at a Pentecostal church long before Azusa Street was thought of but long before that in Armenia a little boy had a vision God spoke to him and gave him a prophecy and the prophecy was that everyone who was Christian needed to pack up all their possessions and sell everything and go to the Americas because there was coming a war and in that war the Russians would come and everyone in that city would be killed. And so, what did the people do? The people that believed what God spoke sold everything, packed up, and sailed to America. Uh, in those days, it wasn't so safe. Some died. But they got to the Americas. Pentecostal group. Twelve years later, there was a war, and every single one in the village was murdered who stayed, butchered. But out of that sprung a man. His grandfather had fled. His name was Dima Shikaran. And he was the man got on a plane and flew to England in 1965 with 360 other people and he was the man who led me to the Lord but if his grandfather hadn't believed a prophecy of a little boy warning them to flee he wouldn't have been alive you see God had his purposes God always has his purposes God's worked out his purposes in your life how he intervenes, no matter what you do, God, in the end, will get you. Because he loves you. 
And you can see the hand of God and how he works in every life. The mystery of his great faithfulness and love. Strange how he almost makes everything possible. And what the devil does, he tries to rob you of it. He won't succeed in the end, but he can hurt you. He hurts. That's what he does. He tries to destroy. That's why I think the most despicable sin on earth is lying. Because it shows your spirit. You're of your father, the devil. That's why the Bible makes it plain. Speak truth one with another. You know, I like people that walk in the light in openness and honesty. I like a person with an open face. I don't like liars. I don't like the devil. I don't like his works. So destructive to the church of God. Because we're coming to establish truth. Lift up the truth as it is in Jesus Christ. Let people know what God's like. Well, God's a spirit of truth. Not a lie. Is that plain? Hello? And some people can't help themselves. When they lie, they speak of their own. But when you come to Christ, first thing the nature of Christ does is teach you truth. If you're born from above, first thing you come to, you come to truth about yourself. You need to know yourself. Not as Plato said it, but as God's spirit convicts. You know, my God is sovereign. And I want to make it clear that it's impossible to oppose his will. Uh, you can, for a time, seem to oppose it. But I want to tell you that God will work everything to his own purposes. It, it's really impossible. Pontius Pilate and the high priest thought they were doing their will. But in actual fact, Jesus Christ was delivered by the determinate counsel of God. <laughs> they would have said that they were the ones that got rid of Jesus. Stupid people. Pilate said, don't you know, I have the power of life and death. And Jesus just looked at him and said, you can have no power except it's given you from above. Hey, who do you think you are? God's in control. And we need always to live our lives with that acceptance and realization. God is in control. That's why you can do what is true. When you know God's in control, then you can live truth. One of the things I find people are afraid of is living in reality and truth and openness and light. You see, darkness covers things. And it's amazing how often people believe if they come to honesty and truth, it will destroy them. That's a lie of the devil. And the same way he lied in the garden when he said to Adam and Eve, he said, don't you know God's depriving you? 
And it's amazing how the lie that comes into people's hearts and minds is if they walk into the light, if they get things right, if they go in truth, they feel it'll destroy them. If I live that way, I can't be successful in the world. <laughs> you can't be successful in the world if you don't live that way. If I stick with integrity, I'll be lost. No. The absolute reverse is true. But the devil lies. And you begin to believe, you know, well, I, it'll alienate me. I'll never get a job. I can't succeed. Truth never alienates anyone. It really doesn't. But it, it appears to do so. If you're up front with your faith, and if you let people know that you won't bend and you won't yield, it won't separate you from people. It'll merely get you to go God's way. And God's way is always blessing. Do you know wealth cometh from the Lord? He giveth wealth. So does poverty. Everything comes from God. He's the father of lights. And, and he's omnipotent. He's almighty. But the devil's lie is, if you go the right way, it's going to hurt you. No, if you go the right way, it's going to be the only way of blessing. If you go the wrong way, you'll just have a hard time till you get in the right way. Because God will use all circumstances to bring you back to that which is right. Because he loves you enough not to let you go. That's how good God is. Amazing. God's so smart. Do you know, his intelligence far surpasses yours. You can resist God's will for a time, but it won't work. And resisting God's will is only painful, so you might as well yield to it. I find a lot of parents feel if they make a stand for what is true, that they'll lose their children. You'll lose your children if you don't. The easiest way to lose your children is to not make a stand. The easiest way is to compromise. But you destroy. See, God is true. There are values, there are standards, there are ways that are God's ways, that's it. You know, the children learn more about life looking at their parents. If you want to know how your children grow up, they grow up because they've watched you. They've learnt more at your meal table and more seeing you live than anything else. And they'll mirror and reflect what you are. Trying to discipline them and then live wrong won't work. Having the wrong values in life will give them the wrong values. If your beliefs aren't the right beliefs, I'll tell you what will happen. Your children will adopt your beliefs, not what you say. 
You might know what's right, but you don't live it. And in the end, it's by example. Always by example. It's your life, how you live. And what you believe is what you live. And it doesn't matter that you know the right way if you don't really believe it and believe it's the only way to live and you don't live it yourself. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You follow the wrong way. I find people who are negative. So negative over life, over, over everything that you listen to them. Uh, there's no truth in them. They're so negative. That destroys you. You've got to be positive. God's positive God. My God knows he's in control. My God knows. Jesus, when he came to earth, he was always positive about things. He's positive the devil's a liar. Hmm? He's positive that God Almighty is in charge of everything. Hey, God's on my side. He's not against me. He's against the wrong things in a life. It's time you sided with God against yourself. You know, that'll do you more good than anything. That's why it says you've got to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow him. That's how you're his disciple. You see, self can go the wrong way. When you're born again, you want to go the right way. But it's amazing how you're bombarded with all sorts of thoughts. When you want to do right, wrong's present with you, isn't it? It's in the mind, the battle. You see, the devil wants you to go out of control. A man who learns to master his own spirit is greater than he that takes the city. If you want to succeed at something, it takes discipline. Whatever area of life you want to succeed at, it takes discipline. Self-discipline. People that are failures are failures because of their thinking. That's all. A lack of discipline, a lack of application, and they fail. To succeed in anything in life, providing you've got a normal talent and a brain, you can succeed by applying yourself whatever it is. There are certain things you can't succeed at. For instance, there's no way I think I would be a, a sprinter who could sprint and 9.8 for 100 meters. I couldn't do it. Now the reason I couldn't do it is physically I wasn't built that way. I was built to play rugby. And that was it. That's what I enjoyed. You have different talents. I couldn't play the piano. I'm not gifted. I could apply myself, but that wasn't my gift. I apply myself to all the gifts that God's given me. I find a lot of people try and apply themselves to what they're not gifted in. And that's why they get their lives in a mess, because they're trying to be what God never called them to be. And when you try and do what God didn't call you to do, you'll never succeed because the 
gifting of God isn't there to accomplish. I'm talking about people that know their gifts and abilities and apply themselves. In that direction you'll succeed. You don't try and apply yourself to something you're not gifted at. It's crazy. You see, God is in total control. Do you know before you were born, God figured out exactly what you could do and couldn't do. Now you can pervert the gift and there are some gifts that aren't gifts at all. They're deceptions. Some abilities that are dangerous. They don't come from God, they come from the pit. Those you have to cut off. Deal with them. You'll find in Psalm uh, 115, Psalm 115, Psalm 115, verse 3, Psalm 115. Verse 3, read it out. Come on, Colin. What? Verse 3. Come on, all read it. Our God is where? And he have... Do you know God does what pleases him? It's amazing how a lot of Christians want to pray and tell God what to do. I want to tell you what God will do. He'll do what pleases him. They're not going to do what pleases you. In Daniel 4 verse 35 it says this, All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth, and none can stay his hand, or say, say unto him, what doest thou? That's Daniel chapter 4 verse 35. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? You know, my God is in charge in heaven and he's in charge on earth, and he's working all things after the counsel of his own will. You might think that what's happening in our land and around the world is something that's running out of control. No, God is in control. And he'll work out his purposes. And I'm secure in the fact that in the end he's going to do his will and accomplish his purposes in the earth and he's going to have his word and his son glorified in the earth and he's going to do what he wants and bring glory to his name thank God for it we serve a living God who's almighty and no man can stay his hand you know a whole Syrian army came out against children of Israel, they were led away blind. 
just one prophet sitting there. Whole army defeated. How God's able to do things in an amazing way. I wanted to capture another prophet, sent soldiers to capture him. It didn't really succeed. It came to untimely ends. And yet when they came out for Jesus, Jesus surrendered himself because it was Father's will. When they asked if it was him, he said, it is I, they fell back as dead. You know, he could have turned them all to stone. He could have called 12 legion of angels to help him. He didn't, he, he went because he knew what Father's book was and he did what pleased Father. You need to change your life view and your world view to God view. It's amazing how God's working everything out according to the purpose of his own will. And the trouble is that the Bible tells us and God makes it plain, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. I sometimes wish he'd share with us what he was actually doing, don't you? Do you know, when you start having the faith that's in the Bible, do you know, God raised up Cyrus, king of Persia, when he wanted Jerusalem rebuilt and he wanted the walls rebuilt, he raised up kings who were going to have God's purpose and will and do what God wanted. God does it. Christians need to understand that God is really in control. It seems, you say, but they're worldly people. They don't believe. They're not. No. But they only have power if it's given them from above. And the moment God decides they've done his bidding and will and accomplished the purpose, he dispenses with them. That's what's so amazing. That's why a Christian can have faith in the midst of it all. When everything seems to be going wrong, we know our God reigns. He rules, he's supreme, he's sovereign, he's all-conquering, he's almighty, he's omnipotent. And there's nothing that goes on that isn't in his control. And it just seems so absurd and contrary. That's why it says in Hebrews, Jesus endured the contradiction of sinners. Everything seemed to contradict what Jesus was doing, what he was, who he was. He was who he was. When everyone fled and denied him, he still was who he was. When everything in life seems to say no, God says yes. And God is in control. And that is part of faith in the sovereignty of God. It's right through the Bible. When God wanted to raise up deliverers for Israel, he raised up a Moses. But how strange, Moses was stuck in a little basket. He was meant to have been killed as a baby. Stuck in a little basket. Grew up in Pharaoh's house. Nothing seemed the right preparation. 
ended up killing an Egyptian, spent 40 years in the backside of the desert. But when it came God's time to use him for his purpose, he was there. He denied it. He said, well, you know, I can't speak. Aaron can speak. There are all sorts of reasons. But I'll tell you this, God chooses whom he will, when he will, and that's it. Because God's in control. He raised up a Samson. Can you imagine? Samson. When the Spirit of God came upon him, he could take the jawbone of an ass and he could slay 2,000 people, smash their heads in with a jawbone of an ass. They were armed with swords. Didn't stop him. God raises up the most amazing people, a Ruth and Esther. God chooses whom he will. We need to understand our God is sovereign. And in your life, God has got you to where you are. In your life, our God is in control. Now the only thing that matters is whether you serve the truth or serve a lie. That's what really counts. It doesn't mean that God's not going to accomplish his purposes. He will. He doesn't need you. But it's better to cooperate with God and have all the blessings of God than to get hooked up with a lie and to be dragged into the path of God by your hair but if necessary God will do that too because he will always have his purposes and he'll do according to his will Psalm 24 verse 1 says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell within therein 1 Chronicles 29 11 Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. You know, it's all yours. Ezekiel 18 verse 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. Isaiah 65 verse 9. And you need to make a note of it. Isaiah 65, verse 9. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Don't strive with your maker. Uh, it, it'll bring woe to you. It'll bring sorrow to you. You just won't win. It's just true. Ephesians 1 verse 11 He worketh all things after the counsel of his own will Romans 21 verse 36 Of him and through him and to him are all things To whom be glory forever You've got to understand with our God There's, there's certain things Number one His rule and sovereignty is universal he, He's over all 
the highest and the lowest. Secondly, it's absolute. God's sovereignty is absolute. There's no limit to God's sovereignty. We tend to think that if someone's outside of God, that God's not in control. He is. Herod made a great oration, and everyone thought he was God, and they shouted, a God, and at that moment God slew him, and he was eaten with worms in front of them all. That showed what a great God he was. He's immutable. Can't be ignored or rejected. You can't ignore God and you can't reject God. He binds all creatures. Uh, the physical laws bind the material universe and the spiritual law of God binds the spiritual universe. He establishes laws by which all creatures are governed. Have you noticed there are certain things, biologically there are certain things, hey, there's certain things in your life that are biological. Have you noticed that? You grow older every day, have you noticed? But God ordained everything. And he's put laws into nature that you can't really stop. For years, people have wanted to believe that you could find a secret where people would live longer. And they're telling you, you know, you can keep your youth longer. But the truth is that it's appointed unto man once to die. And God's made an appointment for you. And on the day of your appointment, you're going to die. You won't miss it. And no matter what health food you take, you're going to die on the day God says you're going to die. Now, you might be more comfortable till you die because you don't overeat. You might be more comfortable because you keep your body in better health. But on the day that God says it's time, come in number eight, you're coming in. <laughs> your time is up. That's the wonder of it all. And do you know you can't die before your time? That's the wonderful thing too. No disease, no sickness, no wife's cooking is going to get you out of this life. <laughs> Before your time, you'll stay up to the point that God desires. That's just the way it is. God's in control. He holds the keys. And that is a wonderful thing for a Christian to believe and to know God's sovereign. He really is in charge. He rules everything by his holiness and his love. And we can rest in it and not worry about things. Do you know, I, I often look and I, I think, Lord, why is it this person seems to prosper and not that person. Why does this happen? And in the end, God's God. And it's just his bidding and his choosing. And I suppose like Calvin, he said that when you start asking God the question why, you go into sin. You know, you just have to accept that God's God. He's sovereign. I don't suppose there's any explanations why are you here this morning? 
How did God get you here? Why you and not someone else nicer? Why does God care about you? Because God is God. He builds his church. He orders all things after the counsel of his own will. He's a loving God, a caring God. He chooses whom he will. Puts his hand on whom he will. Saves whom he will. Heals whom he will. Why? Because God is God. His ways aren't my ways. His thoughts aren't my thoughts. Sometimes look and think and say, God, you know, there must be better ways to live than being a pastor. I mean, you don't have only your problems, you have everyone else's. People come and they think you've got an instant remedy. But if you tell them the truth, they don't want to take it anyway. Very often they'll still go on with the lie. That's part of life. And your only calling is to just preach the truth and preach the truth and preach the truth. But this morning, I just wanted to get one thing home to you. God is in control. And in spite of you, God is working his purposes out. And in spite of all circumstances, God is sovereign. King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's working everything out after the counsel of his own will. Stand up. I want you to do something this morning. It's quite simple. Very simple indeed. Put your hand on your chest. I want you to believe this as you say it. God is in charge of me. In spite of me. He rules. He reigns. In spite of everything I do to stop it. I can't win. Because he's in control. And I'm a dunderhead. If I think I can. <laughs> That's the truth of it, really. It is. You can't change what God does. It's so nice to know my God is in control. Amen? And he's got a perfect plan. And do you know, no matter what you do, he's going to do it. Glory to God. No matter what anyone does, God is working out his purposes. You know, Cyrus, king of Persia, thought he was working out his purposes, and you read the Bible and find out, no, God raised him up to work out his own purposes. A heathen king. God's God. The high priest thought 
hey, I'm going to save the Jewish nation and I'm going to preserve their way of life by destroying Christ. And he prophesied. In actual fact, he ended it. The old covenant was disbanded. A new covenant came in for all men out of every tribe, kindred, and nation. He was wrong. But God used him because they shouted out, crucify him. And he redeemed us. God's working out his purposes. Pilate thought he was making a decision and when he washed his hands he thought, there you are. But he was working out God's purposes. God is God. There's prayer requests. Let's lift our hands to heaven. Father, I thank you, you always hear us. Lord, you are working everything out according to the purposes of your own will. Let healing power flow to each one of these dear ones. Send forth your word of life. Lord, we're here on earth to lift your name up, to proclaim you amongst the heathen, to let them know how God reigns. Lord, let it be so, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.